and welcome to C. Myers Live. My name is Sally Myers. I'm a principal at C. Myers Corporation. Hi, I'm Brian McHenry, and I'm also a principal at C. Myers Corporation. We have been having a lot of great strategic conversations over the last week, doing a lot of sprint strategic planning sessions as places are trying to continue to push their business and their strategy forward, even in light of being in crisis mode. So we want to share two themes that are continuing to come up as we're having those conversations for you to think through. As we go through today, please feel free to ask questions. Uh, we will answer your questions throughout, and if we don't get to them, please feel free to reach out to us afterwards, and we are happy to follow up offline. Yeah, so the first thing that we've been talking to our clients about is working remotely, and is this working remotely going forward it's worked well so far but going forward are the credit unions going to set it up more as business continuity or as a strategy to deliver excellent member experiences and drive member engagement and also uh, enhance employee experience so big debates throughout the last week with various leadership teams on that. What are some of the debates that are, you're hearing of business continuity versus using this as a strategy to drive member engagement and employee engagement? Some of the things were, uh, and we've mentioned this in the past, is there are, a, there are a long list of things that the leadership teams never, ever want to go back to. And so we're asking people, make a list of what those things are and keep them at their fingertips. And one of the things the senior leaders have been saying is, you know, they knew intellectually, they knew that some of their business practices were outdated, but now it's hitting them right between the eyes with respect to as much paper and human interaction that's required, yet they know that we're moving more and more to a digital world. Mm -hmm. So as they're seeing these things, and the other thing is, is they discovered how quickly they can move. Mm -hmm. And as they're seeing that, they're thinking maybe this should be a strategy going forward. And it's not just about employees working remotely. It's about truly ingraining adaptability into the organization. So uh, I've got a question here from someone. The, the question is, how would this strategy be different than digital strategies of the past? I mean, a lot of places have digital strategies mm. as part of their strategic plan. So as you're hearing these conversations, Sally, mm -hmm. what's the difference in your mind uh, of the previous digital strategies versus what we're talking about now? So it would be interesting because it's digital strategies in the past. I think people have visualized there's more of a face-to-face -face employee connection as delivering a digital strategy to the membership, whereas this is this ups the ante quite a bit. It's also a digital strategy, but it's the uh, workforce working remotely, and you don't have that face-to-face -face contact, which requires precise communication all along the way. Yeah, and the other thing I would add there too is you touched on this. It starts to influence your talent pool mm -hmm. because it opens up if this is a strategy for you to be not just have digital delivery or like this other channel, delivery channel for members, but you are a digital organization and you can work remotely effectively, you now can hire anywhere in the country. Mm -hmm. Your talent pool just got a lot larger and your, your ability also to deliver on service level agreements and expand service level agreements also just got a lot larger as well if you have the availability of talent in different time zones. Sure, absolutely. And then we're talking digital, but stating the obvious is getting rid of the paper. 
that was another thing that we heard from the senior leaders. I knew there was paper, I just didn't realize how much we were really dependent on paper. So that's one big thing. However, your organizations decide or it shakes out for your organizations, the key thing is, is to have the discussion mm -hmm. and have it now because it can be fascinating where you could have six people talking about it and a couple of them are thinking, this is just business continuity. And the other like, no, I want to build on this, ingrain this, what we're going through now into our organization and scale it appropriately, mm -hmm. make it sustainable. Yeah. And one other thing, as you said that, another thought pop in here too, is this also starts to impact your mm -hmm. physical location sure. needs, right? So lots of times on strategies, it's, do we have enough space? What's mm -hmm. our physical footprint mm -hmm. in our presence? And while there's the member side, the member facing side of that, mm -hmm. there's also we'll call it like the back office, the mm -hmm. operations, the administrative needs of this. If you have a strategy to continue to work remotely, that changes some of your questions about your physical needs for into the future in terms of how much space and also where you locate yourself as well. So that's another thing to consider on this side of business continuity versus a strategy for the future. Absolutely. And then the, and we could go on and on about that because mm -hmm. there's so many layers to that. The other thing that came out in the discussions was generating revenue and lending in truly a digital world. And so having our clients dig into the applications by delivery channel, what the approvals look like, what the pull through rates look like. So let's talk a little bit about that. What, what have you seen with respect to that? Yeah, so first we want to acknowledge it's a street fight for consumer loans mm -hmm. right now. The demand is down, people are not buying cars as much and recognize that the dealers are offering a lot of incentives that make it very attractive for the consumer. So starting there, this actually makes this even more important because if you think about going through some of your business intelligence and start off and just look, for consumer applications, what delivery channel do the applications come into? Set aside the indirect channel for right now and look at your direct sources, branch, phone, and internet. A lot of times what we see is when you look at those three channels, the applications that come in, it's somewhere between 50 and 65% of the applications that are coming in go through the branch. Mm -hmm. not, mm -hmm. not surprising that that's mm -hmm. the case. When there's a portion that goes to the phone, but we'll, we're going to focus on the internet, the digital side of things, in that case, the percentage of applications remaining now is really about 15 to 30%. So right there, that's a question. Why are so few applications coming through the digital channel? Is it something about your digital setup? Is it a marketing issue? What's causing you to not have as much volume moving through the digital channel? So that's one question. Then as places are starting to look at their digital channel and understand what their pull through rate is and the different steps along the way, a lot of times the approval ratios are much lower on the digital channel than they are in the branch. The approval rating might be half as low or half as much as, as the branches. And so that's, that's lower. How come? So again, this gets back to some questions of there's an underwriting question, but also are you getting quality applications going through that digital channel. So there's a quantity, a quality question, and then your underwriting standards or the underwriting standards of the organization. Well, and it could also be the the underwriting standards and, and are the business rules different and tighter on the internet than they were in the branch. Yeah. And so stepping back and really understanding why 
it's such a different approval rate. And then not first understanding the why, and then what are you gonna do about it? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't have branches open in the traditional sense, um, I don't know, maybe members are going to do drive-through loans, but I, I'm not sure that mm -hmm. that's going to be efficient for anybody. So I don't know that that's a good plan. Find out why and then start right now. What are the things that you can do to make that change so you can at least say yes. Mm -hmm. And then we also notice the pull through rates are different, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, they're they're different in that once the loan is approved, then the actual pull through rate, the funding of that loan, a lot of times it's it's less as well, which could be a speed question. It's also a communication question. How are you communicating to members where they are in the process? So are you letting them know that they have been approved or that you will follow up with them? Uh, by the time you actually do approve them and follow up with them, they may have already gone to two or three other places looking for a loan and you might have taken too long. And again, because it's a street fight, it would be important to look at your processes, your funding times, your approval times to help you understand what's causing an issue at each one of these points. Right. Uh, we had a couple questions come in. I'll, I'll ask this one first. Somebody's saying it's raining mortgages. Yeah. And on top of that, we're inundated with the PPP loans. I mean, what I don't understand, where are people getting the time to step back and think about this? And mm -hmm. so let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. What we're seeing is that they're allocating resources. Yes, address the mortgages, address what you need to do to help the businesses but carve out the time, allocate some people, and that's what they're doing. They're allocating people to look into this and see what's happening, and not just the lending people. Yeah, so yeah, this goes back to the first thing we were talking about, that you know, remote work as a business continuity versus a digital organization. The people from that were not in lending that came into the lending department were using digital tools that applied to the lending process and actually made it a lot easier and less manual and less paper as we were talking mm -hmm. about. And it was one of those kind of moments where, as we were talking about, it's like, we should have done this a long time ago. We should have seen this a long time ago and we didn't, but now we've seen it. So there's been great opportunity from that perspective of bringing other people in. And then also the comfort level, I think of decision makers having to make so many decisions so fast and they're okay with having to go back and regroup and fine tune their decisions that then as they're seeing opportunities for improvement, they're they're actually implementing them mm -hmm. instead of seeing them and analyzing, 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 analyzing. But so now people are taking action and that can be motivating to the staff. And another question on the auto decisioning. And so, so somebody's saying, but we have our auto decisioning on and, and our approval rate is our approval rate. Mm -hmm. it, so is your auto decisioning really on? And again, going back to what parameters, how tight are they? And looking at, and not saying that you should auto approve more loans, mm -hmm. um, but ask yourself, you know, what percentage of the loans are you automatically approving? What percentage of the loans are you automatically declining? Because that can help with time. Mm -hmm. And then the for the ones that you're referring, what's the message back to the member? Yeah. So there's a lot of things going on in my mind to talk about, but first talk about the messaging. Yeah, it, digging down into the messaging, a lot of times the messaging when uh, an application is referred is, we'll be in touch. 
Well, that's that's a really vague message and it creates a lot of uncertainty for the member that's looking for a loan. So now potentially you just opened up an opportunity for that person to say, well, I don't, I'm not sure when I'm gonna get an answer. So I'm gonna go look for an answer somewhere else while I'm waiting for your answer. So being a little clearer in the message, setting expectations and the timing, and that can help the member understand what's the process going forward and potentially help them be more engaged. Right, right. And then on the ones that get referred, go back and look at those loans that you ultimately approve and why are you approving them? Can you take those patterns and have the technology do the work for you instead of the human and maybe open up some of that, the auto approval for lack of a better way of saying it. So again, touching things less, if you ultimately approve, the same thing applies. Mm -hmm. Touching things less if you ultimately decline. Mm -hmm. So again, now is the time to start looking at those patterns. The other thing is the timing of when the loans applications come in through the internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the, the timing meaning, are they coming in through the normal course of business? Or are they coming in more outside of what are typical business hours? Mm -hmm. And then also think of from an internet and a digital perspective, how quickly are you responding? Your response time or your, your time to actually go through and work the loan may not be that fast, but from the member's perspective, if I applied at 11 o'clock at night and I don't hear from you, until two o'clock the next day, that's a really long time. The expectations are higher on the digital channels. So thinking through, this is where you go back to the first thing we talked about, the potential to hire in different locations actually might expand your service hours. So how do you want to handle that? Also, what's the messaging if someone applies that late? What, you know, when can they expect a return phone call or some sort of a communication back? That's really important too. Yeah, phone call or chat. Or chat, yeah. yeah. After business hours, Saturdays, Sundays, mm -hmm. all of those things. So the message here is starting now to really dig in and understand the whys of why aren't we getting that many loan applications through the internet? Why is our approval rate so low? Why is our pull through rate so low? Getting all of that listed and then what are you gonna do about it? What are the steps that you're going to take? And as you're doing that and trying to determine the steps that you're going to take, try not to get overwhelmed by the current situation with the things being in an upheaval, but really think about it from a long-term perspective. Yeah. So those were the two big things that we wanted to share with you today. As always, if you have any additional questions, please let us know. We're here to help. Take care. Thank you.